Welcome to Bookcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls. Tune in to a live discussion at 4 p.m. UTC on Friday. Uh, yo, Steam, our own launchpad, just with one purchase. So it was technically like an ERC 1155, which was one of the first 1155s. This is back in like 2017. Um, it was actually sold too. <laughs> Parts of it, anyway. Um, but, but yeah, it was a really fun experience. It was on Ethereum mainnet. Uh, uh, but we're in it's like some issues, even though we had, I don't know, six of the top 25 games on Steam, um, you know, scaling of Ethereum was kind of the issue. So uh, it was hard to see that being a profitable business because NFTs and things weren't back then what they are today. So I was trying to sell, you know, $20 <laughs> box sales with the Gatsby's on Ethereum just wasn't really a sustainable business. Um, yeah. And then I saw I got back in. So I actually left and, and did a, a hearing aid startup that, that's going quite well, uh, n- nothing to do with blockchain, but I uh, got back into it about two and a half years ago when I really saw these technologies, you know, the other L1s and L2s that were, you know, helping helping to reach scale that you could actually see consumer-based apps um, and did like a really thorough, uh, you know, view of the industry. And that's why I found Solana. Mm-hmm. So for someone who is like new, relatively new to Solana, right? You know, so it's a public blockchain, mm-hmm. right? So how would you compare it to other public blockchains in the space, the most popular one? Yeah, uh, the main thing, Solana has built a completely new architecture for, for uh, blockchains. And it was basically built uh, by Qualcomm and network engineers. So Qualcomm, you know, very, very chip and optimization focused. Um, and so you look at basically every single step of the, the stack, what, what's the bottleneck and how can you kind of fix it in a way that, that facilitates, you know, decentralized, uh, collaboration and proof of history is one of the ones that's really branded really well, but there's been at, at release, there's about yeah. eight or nine core innovations. And then there's been 14, um, major releases since then with, with with new improvements so it's it's basically just you know very very optimized i think people kind of assume that the trilemma has been hit by other blockchains but when there mm-hmm. is just fundamental engineering uh improvements and, and optimizations for blockchain specific applications that you can make and that's kind of what what solana has done so solana solana processes more transactions per day than all other public public blockchains combined so um yeah it's just fundamentally different technology i guess is, is the is the long and short of it that's parallel so, computation and really efficient so in, in other words you can say that as opposed to proof of stake you know like so you have the proof of history basically is uh, faster because you do not need like to communicate to validate a block right you know you have uh, i remember like from the last uh, memo i read like the block time was about right 400 milliseconds right so yeah roughly that true uh, so it still uses a, a proof of stake algorithm. The, the main thing with proof of history is it makes it so the the schedule of where everybody knows to send and communicate block information uh, is is more known. It's a way of basically saying, oh, I know exactly who to communicate to and when the next block starts. It's a, it's a way of keeping time on chain. So you like know when, you know, so validators know when they it's their turn and everybody knows who's, whose turn it is. Uh, so just like, a really efficient uh way of way of that communication because most if we're get technical mo- most uh leader schedules you have to do you have to like find the, the leader and then the propagation of the block is in n squared time so it's a very inefficient gossip protocol that 
people have to communicate, you know, whose trade is and the information about uh, what what happened. But with with Solana, it's um, um, some parts of it's linear time and some of it's uh, uh, you know log in time. Anyway, so it, it's much more efficient the way that that Solana does it. Got it. So uh, obviously, you you you've been through a lot, right? And especially last year was crazy <laughs> year for, for today. I'm not even gonna like mention all the everything that happens within a centralized side of things. But also, yeah. there is a situation where I remember like so ra- around May, right? You know, where there was uh, you know bugs on the how the blockchain process offline transactions. So that was also a challenging time for mm. you guys, right? And there was outage, you know, which you know I I know that you came across and then you fixed it right so so maybe if you can talk a little bit about this side of things like for someone who is like you know who've been criticizing the the, the solana foundation for this particular bug and sure. then like you fix it now running faster maybe just to eliminate those concerns yeah so security is like paramount in blockchain so if the blocks are propagating and everybody has to kind of agree on something. Solana has a very, very defined uh, constraints on what the next block has to be and how people have to, you know, the different entities have to agree on it. And this, the, the case you're talking about is they didn't quite agree on the next, it didn't uh, fulfill some of the, those constraints. So it's kind of like the security versus liveliness uh, trade-off. When blocks get confirmed on Solana, they, so the proof of history we were talking about earlier, every single turn, like, you know, batch of transactions is, uh, sequentially signed. So you have a very, very, uh, defined proof. Like if, if whoever has the longest block can fu- fundamentally prove it on Solana. So in that sense, it's, it's, it's very secure on any confirmed transactions. So there's some parts of Solana that is very stable. So Solana has never had a rollback in the history of the chain. Uh, of, a, of an optimistically confirmed block, so any, any single confirmation has never been rolled back. Um, mm-hmm. This this case where the chain would halt is if they didn't they they couldn't confirm and they would kind of re- reach so a state a, where yeah there was a consensus box essentially would happen right yeah so I I, w- I just want to make that clear there was no like on off switch this was actually is quite literally a decentralization and people not being not all these disparate entities not being able to agree on the next step as opposed to you know, no individual entity or anybody shut it off uh and um and then again to to when the chain restarted it was 80 percent of the stake weight agreeing on the restart uh state so it's like proliferating again all these signatures and then then and then saying yeah this is this is what blocks we're going to propagate on top of so, so, uh, so maybe more precise it, question so, sorry if i'm just yeah. like uh, expedited so yeah. why did it take like hours to basically reach this consensus Oh, because you have to have 2,000 people. There's 2,000 validators and 2,000 validators have to agree on both what went wrong and is is it okay? Is it safe to restart? Because uh, mm-hmm. again, 80% of stake weight has to agree to, re- to restart. So they have to vote on on and, and come to conclusion that this is this is the right state and this is the right solution um yeah it's like th- that's why it's kind of interesting when people conflate this with some sort of centralization where like solana turns off and turns off again like that's all we needed to do then it would take it would have taken five minutes uh yeah but do i want to be clear though like solana was down for 18 hours or 19 hours uh in in 2022 um there's a lot of other public blockchains proof of stake blockchains that that also did that one in, or even was even more so uh in a proof of stake blockchain if you don't if you can't reach 66 percent of stake weight 
votes in favor of blocks, the, the chain will halt. So like, you know, Polygon, Optimism, um, Arbitum all faced uh, just as longer, longer outages. So Solana is a very popular blockchain. So when it, when it, when it halts, it's very, it's very visible. Um, but it is, a, it is just a thing that's going to happen with proof of stake blockchains that um, there are, there will be outages every once in a while. So, so it's interesting that we can segue a little bit about, about the CFI component, right? So, because you know, CFI and DeFi right now they they are intertwined in a paradoxical way, and some of the people who are coming on board now, they, it's hard for them to differentiate what is a true decentralized project, right? You know, so uh, oh, yeah, as, sure. as, they conflate a lot of like infrastructures, and they think, oh, one is like also yes. <laughs> decentralized now. And then they're shocked what happened. Like, why did the like CFI institutions fail mm-hmm. and collapse? So yeah. how would you how would you describe, you know, like how what in terms of DeFi adoption, what is the major important thing that we have to make sure people understand what's the major difference between the CFI and DeFi worlds? I think in the the major thing that you is the uh, actual control over your funds at any given time. No entity can prevent you from, uh, moving out of whatever that DeFi protocol is or, or moving in. And, and they may, you may be able to put it into a state where it's locked or something, but, uh, you have the, the rights over the, or at least it, it, when it gets locked, you have complete transparency in code, you know, in, invisible code or, uh, yeah, the, the, the visibility to, to get. So it's basically happening on chain, all of those actions. Um, that currently has, you know, some frictions. One of the, well, honestly, it's, it's just like a functional thing where, um, most of the on ramps are actually going through exchanges, centralized exchanges themselves. So you kind of have to, that, I think that kind of curtails adoption when the average consumer sits right next to an exchange, um, that's centralized before they can get to the mm-hmm. decentralized exchange, you know, like that making that hop. Whereas if you just went, on ramp directly to the decentralized exchange, maybe that would be like a better user experience. So there's a lot of explorations going on there. Obviously, all the DeFi protocols are incentivized to facilitate that. Um, then it's just like getting you know all the on ramps, off ramps, and regulatory things involved to get directly into uh, in, into crypto and not having to go through a, a custodial solution first. So, so if you were to kind of, I mean, again, it's, I understand it's a broad question, but if you were to mitigate mm-hmm. the certain risks processed by CFI institutions, because again, Solana is a public blockchain, you allow any dabs to build on top of you, right? You know, yeah. so which creates yeah. a certain risk if they fail as a centralized sure. entity, like it goes back to you in a way, at least from the reputational standpoint of view, right? So sure. how would you, sure. but we, there are ways for DeFi protocols can mitigate those risks. So this takes, I think this is actually one of the reasons, this is a great question, because there's a lot of aspects to blockchain that kind of have to be improved in parallel. You kind of talked about, I just talked about on-ramp, off-ramps, and like there's some frictions there. So that's one of it. There's also like the consumer protections and key management, like how are the wallets doing it? So each wallet kind of has to do that, but then the protocols themselves, what are they facilitating? Um, there's also just, you know, even like browsers and uh, you know, all these other entities uh, that have to um, kind of work together and, tr- and sort of so the consumer really knows, um, you know, what they're getting on into or uh, they don't have to know what they're getting into, but they can still um, utilize these things in very intuitive ways that have all the benefits of DeFi without and while still maintaining um, 
sufficient decentralization where they still actually control all of their all of their things so for me like i i think the answer to your question is like a lot of thing different systems have to mature uh in order for um uh these things to yeah be competitive and and um uh for the average consumer but right now you basically have a bunch of enthusiasts who see the future that this is actually just better it's it's, it's a plus frictions and um more liquidity in a lot of ways but it's not cl as clear to the average consumer um and so uh uh yeah well i, I mean from the good news right and also like by the end of the year last year in november if i'm correct like you google announced that they would run solana validators which is exciting news and i think oh. that that's a, that's a sign of maturity i would say right so so how long do you think it will take for us to mature like and when it's going to stabilize uh i think we're mature in some ways now i, I think it's that's there's so many different dimensions basically that i think it, it will take across like a consumer protection line uh the way that the infrastructure uh interacts with it and then it's just you know people finding those killer apps that that actually make use of all these things to um, find product market fit in whatever vertical. Um, I think it will happen very quickly once once those certain triggers kind of get hit. Like once you kind of have sufficient level of consumer um, protections, the uh, certain things become in intuitive enough, then a lot of the other things will will just kind of like you know slow at first, but then all at once is kind of the the moniker. Um, and I really think mm -hmm. that's that's going to happen. And I think it's probably going to happen more than uh, sooner than a lot of people think in. Because once you get that, that, like a lot of frictions get taken out. Uh, there's this, uh, you know, saying a solution in search of a problem, and I actually people associate that with blockchain, but I think it's that's like a pretty uh, naive way of looking at it. I think you and I and, and anybody and most people listening to this podcast could probably just rattle off like 50 things that blockchain uh, problems that it solves. So that's not the issue. The issue is wrapping up into a complete product that is product market fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's one of the most challenging part. People who actually build and implement, and they realize how how complicated it is, and that's why I, yeah. I'm glad that we're you know doing this discovery to to be, make sure people understand the complexity. Um, listen, I, I can ask you questions like I don't know 50 questions, but I want to open up the floor to our community, right? So they've already sent a mm -hmm. bunch of questions, YouTube, Twitter. Okay. So I'm just gonna read them all, and then feel free to answer and uh, whatever shape or form you prefer. Um, okay, so first question from Twitter we have uh, from Glitch Trap. How was 2022 for Solana's development? Uh, is, is the number of active developers increasing in the Solana Foundation? Yes. So there was this weird report <laughs> that said that Solana... One, it's like hilarious. It, 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 it said that Solana had something like 2,000 developers at one point and then reduced to 75. But that report was just talking about the core repo, basically the, the mono repo of each of the pro protocols. So Solana has about 75. Uh, Solana Labs has about 75. But then there's also Fire Dancer, which is the uh, second validator client. So Solana is going to be the, besides Ethereum, it's going to be the only public blockchain with a, a second validator client. Um, which is great. So that's like one of the major awesome things that happened to the, that we facilitated in the protocol. It actually is already propagating some blocks, a uh, fire dancer, the second client is already propagating some blocks in kind of a, a test environment. Um, so that's been amazing. So all the internal development has been, uh, really great. Like again, 14 
major releases uh, in, the, in, the, in the last two and a half years. Uh, and then the ecosystem development is is growing widely. You can check out uh, Solana.com slash news. We've actually re- produced a report on um, the number of ecosystem developers. Solana is second only to Ethereum mainnet uh, and um, doing just yeah very vibrant ecosystem. I'm actually at a com- community uh, co-working space with over 150 Solana devs. Um, and this is just Salt Lake City, Utah, just like some random place. There's no special, like in, in Turkey right now, there's a hacker house with a thousand, um, uh, community members and devs. And, um, yeah, so it's just a very vibrant community. So 2022 was a lot of things, but in terms of development on Solana, it's, it was great. Okay. So I'm going to, there's some fur, few curveballs. So I'm going to throw them your way. So, sure. uh, Abu Omar from YouTube is asking, how's the NFT space in Solana going right now after the price and interest sort? Maybe youth and the, uh, D gods should reconsider their decision of migrating to Polygon. <laughs> <laughs> well, D gods is migrating to Ethereum mainnet. Uh, uh, the youths are going to. Polygon, as far as I understand it, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, from my point of view, anybody's just trying to operate a business. Like when we, when from uh, so Solana Foundation, we're trying to just be facilitators of a, of a vibrant ecosystem. And however, people want to operate their business, permissions protocol. Uh, people moving on and off. Like obviously, we'd want to be able to facilitate something that was a s- sustainable business. So if something moves off, so, like we're not happy about that, but. Um, what we're concentrating on is just setting up the ecosystem for success. So um, a lot of innovation is happening. I mean, you see a lot of interesting explorations across all ecosystems around what NFTs mean because, you know, Blur is coming out and like taking away royalties and adding them back in. And there's kind of this fight between them and OpenSea. And, um, and on the Solana side, there's a lot of like really great advancements that are very much like beyond those kinds of things. Um, those are more... Anyway, anyway, so Solana's programmatic um, implementations can have a lot more certifications of royalties and, and certain types of monetization than other ecosystems. So that's pretty exciting advancements. Um, um, and uh, a lot is continuing to evolve there. Uh, and that's what I get excited about, just like setting up a lot of NFTs and creators and um, uh, to operate successfully and 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 in you know, have transparent of what their actual incentive is when they, when they, when they operate their business. Mm-hmm. So there's another question again, not directly related to Solana, but you can skip if you want. <laughs> Ahmed from YouTube uh, is asking, uh, are liquidity problems for the real reason behind Everland shutting down? How can we provide better liquidity and funding to promising projects and developers? Ah, uh, I mean, I, I actually don't know that much about the, that specific one, I, there's definitely, I mean, we're at a bear and, uh, there was a lot of mania. So there's definitely is like the, getting liquidity back into the system and, and, and all systems is definitely a, a high priority. I mean, I it, bonk and like other things showed you that even like meme coins can add a bunch of liquidity back into systems. And so a lot of my focus is around getting these consumer apps or people just enjoy just spending capital. I think right, right now, one of the issues is a lot of people, um, a lot of liquidities and systems because of speculative purposes where the money always goes up kind of idea where we just need more and more apps where people are just happy to spend money with no, with no um, presumption that it's going to increase in value. They just want to, they want to consume something. 
And so that's a kind of a lot of my focus and a lot of our focus now is, you know, finding product market fit across different industries. Okay. So, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, there, there are more questions of this sort. So I'll just skip them. I'll, I'll we'll go, go straight forward to the Solana foundation side. So, uh, Nakamoto is from YouTube is asking, is Solana an easy blockchain to build on? Are there developer communities where I can go and find help to get started with? Yes. I, well, interestingly enough, Solana is one of the main blockchains that has a stack exchange. Um, so you can actually go there and just mm -hmm. ask questions and, um, things even after they shut down most of them uh so to answer the question it's easy to do uh standardized things so if you want to mint nfts or do tokens or DAOs and stuff there's actually the way that solana works is uh code is separated from state so code is reusable for a lot of these core primitives and the way that you interact with them is very similar to Web2, where you just submit your configuration. So if you want to make a token, I don't have to copy and paste the whole contract. I just say, I want you know this token supply, and this is my image and whatever. Um, so in that sense, it's really easy to, to, to program on. The uh, If you want to do something extremely custom, it is different. It is a lower level um, programming environment than um, the EVM, but we are drastically improved that over the last couple of years. And um, you actually pro program in Python now for on-chain code. It's called uh, Seahorse. Um, and then uh, EVM is coming with Neon probably in the next quarter. And then uh, Move will come maybe a quarter or two after that. So very, very flexible um, and very, uh, yeah, we try to, we're probably just, yeah, we're trying to basically just be this really flexible environment for developers and have a great developer experience. And that, again, just, it's all about just setting, uh, companies up for sustainable business models. We have a short question from Mehmet uh, from LinkedIn, who is, uh, follow, following the roadmap. Will Solana eventually work on 10,000 transactions per second? What is the maximum reach for the chain scalability? Uh, so transactions, uh, is a kind of a loaded term uh, today, Solana, if you, if you just had transfer transactions could do 10,000 easily, uh, and mm -hmm. Solana blocks aren't full today. So it's just kind of, it's a, there's also a representation of demand. So yeah, Solana can do 10,000 today. The, the, that's a little bit different than the number of transactions it is doing because a lot of the transactions are actually these very complex arbitrage spots that will do many, many, many hops. So the compute units are, are very high, but even with all those, the, the, the blocks aren't nearly full today. Um, that being said, mm -hmm. uh, so it's, a, it's partly, and then it's all partly the supply and demand thing, but uh, advancements like Fire Dancer, Fire Dancer is already looking to do over a million transactions per second uh, of the simple transfer type. Um, how many that will equate to uh, in more complex transactions, you know, in hundreds of thousands. Um, yeah, but like, th I think one of the things to point out here, though, is that Solana's improvements in the capacity is based on partly on hardware. So if there's more demand, you can just, you know, put more hardware, but also uh, all these 14 advancement, 14 um, releases since launch, there's just iterative improvements. There doesn't require like a Solana 2.0 to get to these levels. It's, you know, just optimizing each layers of the stack because every layer of the stack has a fun this fundamental improvement um, on it. It's just very much engineered for this, for this blockchain specific, uh, you know, use case. So it's, it's pretty exciting times. And uh, that's why in 
the question about 2022 earlier was so great is like, yeah, like the, the protocol is just, well, what the, from last year, you know, at this time to now has just been like a fundamentally uh, improved protocol. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's great to see. So, so there's actually a good logical transition into this question. So Moxie from YouTube is asking, mm. what's the urgent agenda at Solana Foundation right now? What are the uh, immediate issues to be dealt with? Immediate issues to be dealt with. I mean, I think, honestly, there's like non-technical stuff just around perception and making sure we control our narrative. I mean, we're just a bunch of just engineers, honestly. Like we didn't even have a, any marketing people until maybe uh, a couple months ago. And so we kind of, realize that oh there's other other people are controlling our, our narrative and people just have these weird perceptions on how different entities are interacting with solana so part of it is just you know reset a little bit and say hey the, you know there is solana is like certifiably one of the most decentralized protocols in existence uh you know over 2200 nodes actively operating the network uh validating blocks by uh, very, very distributed stake weight. And so it's, it's, this is very decentralized network, uh, but it's kind of interesting to lose a narrative that these other networks with maybe only a hundred permissioned validators and uh, or single sequencers are considered more decentralized somehow. Um, and so we're trying to figure out how to, you know, uh, do that. I think that's like one of the biggest things top of mind is like let people know that, you know, applications are set up for success and there's really great user experiences on Solana because of how, like you mentioned, the 400 block, millisecond block time. And uh, as I was saying, there's never been a rollback. So you have these very much like Web2 speeds and you've seen a lot of really good consumer applications because of that. Um, so just like helping people understand that is kind of the biggest top of mind thing because um, out of the speculation and hysteria and all that sort of stuff, what's really uh, going to move the needle in all the blockchain industry is finding apps that have product market fit. So that's like, if there's any like burning thing, it's like that race against like, you know, a product thinking constantly iterating and, and, and finding that those, those, those use cases. Beautiful. Um, so there, uh, there's a question also, uh, Farah from uh, YouTube is asking, how did Solana's TVL perform against last year's bear market? Uh, are there any great DeFi solutions being in the build right now? Uh, so TVL is, definitely lower than than last year uh, i think at one time it got pretty high like 12 billion of that four four billion of it was like double counted in a way there's a lot of double counting that goes on with like tvl um and it's part of the reason why we're thinking trying to rethink think that metric um something that is good now though is that our volumes per tvl is very high so like it's very liquid relative to the amount of um capital that's in it so there's a lot of like consumer confidence and like or like market making confidence that we're trying to think about a lot um but there are some really really interesting protocols coming out um one is from phoenix labs um it's called eclipse ellipsis it's a it's basically a so solana because it's so fast it can actually have a uh, central limit order book, a clob, it can have it on all on chain. So you're, if you're submitting, you actually submit a buy and somebody else builds a, uh, does a spread. So there's actually a buy sell spread on chain as opposed to the swap base where there's liquidity pools that are, that stay at uh, a certain ratio. It, this one is actually a buy sell order book. So you can have order book depth, then you can do other creative things. This is very unique to Solana. Um, there already is one called open book. Uh, but this is, this will have some, um, 
like architecture changes that are like a very neat uh and it'll increase performance by a lot um and yeah so there's like there's some things that you can do in DeFi on solana that you fundamentally can't do on other ecosystems another one to point out is because of these very fast block type block times it's harder to do negative mev so, so it's hard to do things like sandwich tax it's hard to front it's hard to see a and there's not and there's not a mempool so like in the ethereum ecosystem a lot of people with a lot of capital can see a transaction sitting in the mempool then front run it with just by paying higher gas fees and then uh know that that they're going to front run it and then do some sort of sandwich that's what a sandwich attack is you do some sort of like nefarious thing before to get that other yeah. transaction to trigger it at some different price and then you can exploit that in some way and, and create profit off of it. It's much, much harder to do that on Solana. Um, and so right now, uh, you, more and more capital is going to the Ethereum ecosystem because if you have more capital, you can play these games and you can't. And so, but over time, those efficiencies tend to weed themselves out of markets. So um, Solana being a more efficient market, we kind of just are trying to facilitate uh, the, the movement over here. And part of that's just getting more and more again. Uh, product market fit with with different applications so there's more you know just retail money and uh you know there's more incentive for more capital to move on to some no that's that's definitely beautiful i mean i, I think with this we're probably gonna summarize you know our we, we try to make it like short and sweet in our, our podcast mm -hmm. so maybe any closing words like where would people can go and explore more about like you know the solana ecosystem and they can just read the news subscribe to newsletters or something like that yeah i think the most accurate if you're really interested in reading blogs and stuff is just solana.com news because that that's mm -hmm. where the we try to be very accurate on on, on those and really have sources and, and give links of, of, of verifiable information on there and so you can kind of get a lot of get away from a lot of the hysteria of twitter and different voices so because that's something i'd always recommend is people just have very different like people are different new sources when you're when you're um yeah there's just a lot of noise in crypto basically <laughs> so having like try to get legitimate sources for a lot of your information i think is really important um but yeah i think i think you know our, our, our twitter tries to do a pretty good job as well but there's a lot of really interesting community calls uh that 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 happened as well it's like super team dow just had their community call this morning um and um a bunch of really interesting communities like super team yeah dow and, and lamport dow all these like communities that are around uh, around solana so i would just you know dip a toe into each of those and just kind of talk to people it would be a great way to get involved for sure thank you so much madam thank you for sharing your thoughts with us uh for you know taking time to answer the questions from the community and i'm sure if you know they want to know more they can reach out uh, what would be the best place to reach find you linkedin twitter where do you reside more uh I, i'm actually kind of a weird person in crypto i actually spend a decent amount of time on linkedin uh but i do have i'm basically at T A M G R O S everywhere. It's kind of like my name backwards with one T. Uh, yeah. So T A M G R O S. That's why I am on uh, Twitter. So happy to happy to chat. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm sure people will reach out. Thank you. Thank you everyone for joining Bullcaster today. Like uh, so we're gonna expect you right in two weeks. Listen to us uh, like in 2 p.m. UTC uh in youtube live linkedin live twitter lives and we're gonna try to bring more amazing uh personalities as matt and hope to hope to you know do more partnerships and uh, explore solano ecosystem together thank you so much stay tuned with bullcaster a talk show for all crypto bulls